This is A Job Million PRs Would Die For by Sayansha on AO3 Chapter 2. That time we went for an interview. Summary. You're back at the Avengers Tower for a hastily scheduled interview. How willing is Stark to overlook your lack of experience? And exactly what project does he have in mind for you? I shuffled outside the Starbucks, deliberating between getting my caffeine fixed to tide over the exhaustion and listening to the voice of reason say that the dehydration from the caffeine was going to make my hangover worse. With a sign of defeat, I stepped inside. Sadly, the enticing aroma of coffee did absolutely no favors today. I felt the nausea rising up in my belly with anything that resembled smelled look like or sounded like coffee out of the menu. I decided on the only thing that could now lift my spirits, a hot chocolate. I had woken up at 7am on a Sunday and was currently sipping a hot chocolate to nurse a hangover. And I blamed Tony Stark. After my hasty yes to Stark's question if I wanted to work for him for the Avengers, he had asked me what I was doing the next morning. Sleeping in, I supposed, is Sunday? I, sh- I had shrugged. No, you're not. You're coming in at 9am tomorrow and we're going to tap- chat about my offer. What? Why? I had asked aghast. Have you never interviewed for a job or internship, kid? Please don't tell me you're new to even that. Of course I have, I cried indignantly. I just meant, why tomorrow? Oh, well, I like to get the ball rolling as soon as possible, and before I could ask anything further, he patted my shoulder. Nice chatting, kid. See you tomorrow, Patel. He added and gave the man a finger salute before sauntering off. I had to remind myself this is no longer university where I could wake up at 10.30 a.m. three days a week to stroll in in for an 11 a.m. class. This was real life, and real life apparently meant coming in for an interview at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. I had felt more reconciled to the idea after I had downed a couple more drinks, which brought me back to the predicament today. I finished the hot chocolate, print myself one last time, grabbed my folder, and marched out with an uneasy feeling that was from more than just a hangover and exhaustion. I approached the entrance entrance avengers tower had looked welcoming and exciting last night but now it just looks sterile and imposing the top of the atrium itself reached a couple of floors high there were walkways on either side that looked over the large circular reception desk the atrium was flanked by a wall of frosted glass bearing the avengers insignia the water flowing down the glass cut pleasantly through the beating pages, clacking heels, and muffled conversations, and I felt my spirits lifting a bit. Hi, I have an a 9 a.m. with Mr. Stark. I give one of the unoccupied receptionists my details. She stared at her screen for a minute. It's for the job interview, right? Yeah. I, the woman picked up the telephone and asked facilities to send someone over to escort me. While we waited, she printed a visitor's card with my name and photo and instructed me to wear it. 
Soon after, a man in dark in a dark suit walked up to me. He told me to follow him and led me inside an elevator. He held his ID against a pad and pressed a button, and off we were, rising up to what definitely was going to be an intense experience. I closed my eyes and relaxed my shoulders. It's going to be fine, I told myself. Worst case, I flunk the interview and Tony Stark forgets my name, if he even still remembers it. Best case? Well, I dared not to give in to the desperate hope that something as fantastical and sudden as this would come to fruition. Sooner than I could have guessed, the elevator danged and I opened my eyes. Confusion flitted across my mind as I realized that we were not in some conference room, but at the penthouse level. The man from facilities, or an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., must have sensed my hesitation, for he said, Through there, miss. Thank you, I replied shakily and moved to exit. Good luck. I nodded stiffly as I walked ahead. It was difficult reconciling the scene of the quiet living room before me with the buzzing one last night. Ah, there you are. A voice came from my right and I snapped my head around. Thought you had copped out and decided to sleep in. Wouldn't have blamed you if you did. I can't imagine why I told you to come at this time of day. Stark was shuffling about a huge open island kitchen, dressed in workout clothes and drinking some eerie green concoction. He was not alone at the counter, sat to Winman, looking unenthused but not miffed about being summoned to work on the weekend. Were they S.H.I.E.L.D. agents? Was I going to be vetted? I had never scored a parking ticket, but I hoped they were not going to grill me about my browser history. I took in a deep breath and sipped, slipped into my confident PR alter ego. Good morning, Stark. I began as I approached the trio. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. I know it must not be often that you ask people in person if they would like to work for you. Tony is fine. He waved. Have a seat. I awkwardly settled myself into one of the bar stools and rested my folder containing my resumes and portfolio on the counter. This. He began pointing to the woman to the right. Is Sarah Shaw from HR? Sarah gave me a polite smile. And this, he gestured towards the other woman, is Stella Lee. Stella is the head of our PR team. I could feel my heart drop down my, my stomach. Of course he already had a full-fledged PR team packed with people who had no less than at least five years of experience. Had I really been so drunk and hungover that I had not even wondered how the Avengers had been managing their PR so far? Stella beamed at me and extended her hand. Hi, how are you? It is not always nice to meet the people whom Tony has cherry-picked himself. I think I still have an interview to go through before I can claim to be cherry-picked by Mr. St I mean Tony. I smiled and shook her hand. Kid, do you want any breakfast? I hope you ate before coming here. But we do have some bagels, if you like. Tony asked as he plonked himself between the two women. I had only been able to stomach some yogurt in the morning. I was hungry, but I did not want to eat in front of my interviewers and ask and answer questions with food in my mouth. 
I also did not want to risk throwing up in front of them should my stomach still be playing up. No, thank you very much. What about coffee? No, thank you. So, dear, Stella began, what interests you about PR? I opened my folder as I gathered my thoughts. I handed each of them a copy of my resume and passed along my writing portfolio. I have always been fascinated by the power of words. A few well-chosen words can accomplish monumental, uh, something monumental. Conversely, a few ill-chosen words could destroy years of good work and reputation. That is why I'm interested in PR, because I want to be able to use words to capture imagination, influence people, and shape opinion. And why do you want to do PR for the Avengers? I huffed internally. First, it was not my idea to apply for the job, and second, why the hell not? Neither of those reasons were going to sound half as clever as they did in my mind. However, I mulled over the question. I want to do PR for the Avengers because they are subjected to a lot of scrutiny. Every day, someone writes or speaks about them in a new angle. The more they get written or spoken about, the more chances there are to build or damage their reputation. The latter is especially crucial because no matter how much uh, good the team can do, there will always be voices of criticism and opposition. We can't let all the cynicism, valid or invalid, detract from the good they do, and we can't be complacent enough to say that their actions will speak for themselves. The Avengers need help not just getting their side across, but also reassuring people that despite their uncommon lives, they cherish very common things. Stella and Sarah were nodding silently while Stark was tapping his index finger on his cheek. I wondered if I had overdone it. Did you rehearse that? Stark asked at last. The question was cynical, but the way he asked it was not. I shrugged. Of course, no one goes to an interview without asking themselves why they want to work for that company. I was proud that my inebriation had not stopped me from at least putting myself in the headspace of an interview. Very direct, Sarah tilted her head. I tried to be, I said. Good, Tony agreed. But in our line of work, we can't always hope to be fully direct. Can you deal with ambiguity? I pursed my lips. I had never taken a class on PR ethics, and I was wondering if that would have helped me to prepare a response. PRs deal with ambiguity every day. I understand and support not revealing every single detail to the public. The need for complete or partial honesty depends on the context, but I will not be dishonest or deceptive what if we asked you to tony interrogated i was beginning to hate how his gaze pierced into me i hope you won't but what if we do i don't think you will i mumbled why do you say that i i began my gaze fitted flitted around helplessly stella and sarah were being no help I looked upwards, scratching my eyes, praying to whatever God that existed to help me out. You just don't seem like that sort of person. I wouldn't, you wouldn't be an Avenger if you wanted to operate that way. Kid, we're not exactly the twelve apostles here, Tony began. But I suppose you're right. You say that I don't seem like that sort of person. 
what you say you can figure out people quickly I'm not really a behavioral psychologist, I said, but I can work out who's going to be useful and who's going to be cooperative. I can work out whom I'm not going to get along with for sure, I joked weakly. Oh, you don't need to be an expert to figure out who exactly you're going to dislike, Stark muttered under his breath. I frowned, clueless about what he meant before I could follow up. Stella interrupted. So what areas of PR interest you? I've studied community relations, crisis communications, and nonprofit PR. I have a lot of hands-on experience in corporate communications. Most of that involved media relations, but I did a benchmarking exercise for the CMO of a pharmaceutical company once. What sort of benchmarking? Our PR agency was in charge of doing an imagery branding of the CMO. We conducted some interviews and his team members to find out his strengths and weaknesses as a communicator. I was responsible for finding common sentiments among the team members and jotting down opportunities for the CMO. The three of them exchanged an knowing look and I fidgeted yet again in my seat. I was fast becoming tired of being kept in the dark for whatever Tony wanted out of me. At this point, I would not have been upset if I had made a slip up as long as they told me what I what it was that I had done or not done. How do you handle yourself in a crisis? Sarah asked. I managed to mask my look of irritation with one polite interest. If you are asking about how well I perform crisis communications, then I would not know. I have only studied about the process, and while I am aware of the fundamentals, I would by no means call myself an expert. Otherwise, however, I do manage myself well in a crisis. Yes, I get stressed easily, but I keep my head and work through the situation to the best of my ability. Sarah nodded at me. There were a few moments of silence during which three of them poured over my resume, cover letter, and portfolio. Then Stella turned to Tony and nodded. He clapped his hands softly and turned back to look at me. I was wondering if I should break the silence, then thankfully Stella spoke up. Do you have any questions for us? I had prepared a bunch of intelligent questions I could have asked about what it was like to do PR for the Avengers on a daily basis. I could have asked them what sorts of challenges I would face at work. I could have asked them to describe their PR efforts in the aftermath of that freaky event in London. But my curiosity was consuming me and my irritation was only adding to fuel, adding fuel to the fire. So I asked, is this standard procedure for you guys? I know that a lot of PRs get jobs due to networking, but I doubt the owner and the former CEO of Stark Industries, Stark Industries jumps at the chance to rope in a complete rookie he met at his party, especially when he already had a highly experienced, well-oiled PR team. Sarah, note her details, please. I'll let you know the final verdict. Tony piped up suddenly. Stella, thanks for your help. I'm sorry I dragged you both in here today. I'll make it up to you, I promise. Sarah and Stella nodded at me, and without anything more concrete than a simple have a nice day, they made their way to the elevator. I looked around in ever-rising bafflement. Was I dismissed? How badly had I fucked up? 
kid i know you have a lot of questions you seem like a very questioning sort and i promise that will and i promise i'll answer your questions but first i need you to sign something it was then that i noticed that sarah had left behind two sheets of paper on the slab non-disclosure forms i raised an eyebrow a non-disclosure for an interview i'm about to tell you something highly confidential he stared at me impassively, waiting for me to look over the documents. Having no other option, I began skimming through the form. It was a standard non-disclosure, nothing extraordinary, but still enough to whip my ass to infinity and beyond should I ever utter anything beyond the fact that I had gone for an interview to the Avengers Tower. Of course, that was not going to stop me from telling my mother every single detail about today. I had sent her a text saying I had an interview lined up for today, but little else. My hungover self hadn't been interested in explaining to my mother how I had secured an interview with Tony Stark, especially when I hadn't entire when I wasn't entirely sure myself. I signed the forms and pressed them towards Tony. There, I'll keep this and you keep that. He pushed back one of the forms towards me. I filed it away in my folder and clasped my hands hands expectantly. What would you do if a conflict broke out right now? Life or death situation? Tony asked. Was this a trick question? Was I supposed to show how courageous and selfless I was? Were these prerequisites for working for the Avengers? I really haven't given it much thought. Give it some thought then. I guess I'll hide away and leave you to deal with it. I'll try to escape if I think I can and try to alert whoever is around to what's happening. What if there was another attack in New York? I could feel the headache returning. You said you would answer my questions after I signed the non-disclosure, I said rather petulantly. I did. I just didn't specify exactly when. Tony grinned. I barely managed to stop myself rolling my eyes. Mr. Stark, with all due respect, I thank you for your time, but if I haven't performed as well as you had expected me to, please just... I began, but I was interrupted by two people bickering. I'm telling you, Nat. A man was drawing. The two figures came to an abrupt halt at the kitchen. Before I could think about how silly I was going to look, I jumped to attention. Before me stood Agent Romanoff and Agent Barton, colloquially known as the Black Widow and Hawkeye. Thankfully, I didn't actually stomp my foot and salute, but that was my only saving grace. I had seen Agent Romanoff at a party, and she had looked just as imposing and unwilling to suffer fools as she looked right now. I had not seen Agent Barton then again. The man was known for perching himself high away. Oh, hey, Bonnie and Clyde, Tony greeted. Hey, Bruce. Agent Romanov looked back and gave the newly arrived Dr. Banner a a warm smile. Dr. Banner nodded affably at the rest and gave me an uncertain smile before slinking away somewhere else. Who's the new meat? Agent Barton asked, biting into an apple. This is our new PR for our guest. Tony spat out the word as if it as if merely uttering it had caused his tongue to burn. Oh boy, here we go again. 
Agent Romanoff rolled her eyes and walked past Tony to raid the fridge. Tony, I wouldn't leave an entire squad of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents around him for more than five minutes, and you want to subject this poor girl to him for eight hours a day? Agent Barton said, She'll be fine. We have fully restrained his magic, and you've heard Thor say many times. As you've heard Thor say many times. Yeah, or that's what he wants us to think, Agent Barton muttered under his breath. And if something goes wrong, which it won't, but on the off chance it does, we will be, we will all be here. And Bruce will, of course, Hulk smash him to Asgard come. Well, for fuck's sake, Agent Barton said and sided up to Agent Romanoff, seemingly having, give, having given up. Before I could open my mouth to ask a question, or scream it for that matter, Tony interrupted. I know you don't have much experience in image and reputation management, but would you like to take that on? I blinked. I had been expecting more sidestepping, more dodging of questions, and more random lines of questioning, but this was pleasantly direct. For the Avengers? Tony took in a deep breath. For Loki of Asgard. This has been A Job Million PRs Would Die For by Sayansha on AO3. Please drop by and leave her some kind comments and kudos for her work. Thank you.